0: Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew
1: Allen Woolsey. Welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to you from America's heartland in Beatrice, Nebraska. I encourage you to check out my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can learn more about me and my business offerings, and you can also contact me by emailing me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can also go to Voice America under the Empowerment Channel to read about me, and you can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Now, today's show is about leading with positive executive presence. And joining me today is Stephanie Bickle. She is the founder and managing director of Speak by Design. It's a firm focused on communication for effective leadership. Welcome, Stephanie. It's great to have you here.
2: Oh, thank you, Matt. It's great to be here.
1: Well, and Stephanie, as you know, this is a topic near and dear to my heart. I feel like I've been in this communication realm, if you will, whether it's speaking, you know, speech and debate. If it's I got my degree in broadcasting and facilitating workshops. I love this stuff, and I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you today. So actually, before I even dig into questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about you?
2: All about me. So I'm a leadership communication consultant, and my background is in marketing and theater. And I began my career working in consulting, helping consultants prepare for their high-stake communications. And it spiraled into a business. And now, Speak by Design is in multiple cities. We're based in Chicago. That's our headquarters, and we're also in Los Angeles and New York, and Detroit, and growing. And our focus is on developing leadership communication skills, which might be developing your presence, your, your presentation skills, or how you lead people through big transformational changes
1: which makes you a perfect person to be on the show because we're talking about transformation and leadership and and all those good things. And, you know, I hear this all the time from clients, this phrase executive presence. How do you define executive presence?
2: Well, yeah, so executive presence, it gets thrown around so much, and it's hard to know exactly what people mean when they say it. We define it as the ability to create a consistent view of yourself as a compelling force within your company or your organization. So to create a consistently compelling view of yourself is hard enough. And then to also make it compelling is an additional challenge. And so since there is no clear-cut recipe for how to do that, We focus on three core elements that are fundamental to developing your presence, which are personal style, message structure, and message strategy. And we call those the three S's, style, structure, strategy. And that's what we work on developing in people.
1: Yeah, and I I think uh, oftentimes it's perceived as, oh, that person can stand up and talk in front of people. But what you're saying is, it's much more than that.
2: Yeah, it's not just how you act. It's how you react. Uh, So you can work on presentation skills and how you assert an idea, but that's not enough. You're going to be listening and taking in new ideas, being surprised, blindsided at times even, and it's how you react in the moment under pressure with great listening, great problem-solving skills that's equally as important as how you act.
1: Which is a great component. And because I think, when we're standing up there talking, I know for me, for example, when I have a communication to give, I know in my head where I'm going. But then I get hijacked sometimes by the adrenaline and the cortisol and the testosterone, you're know, just taking all that chemical dump inside of you. I'm sure you work with clients all the time. And how do you deal with that?
2: Yeah, well, so on both sides. So sometimes people are energized and they, they're facilitating a meeting. And this happens quite a bit with very senior leaders where they get excited, they put a big question out in front of the room and they're so excited because they've got the answer in their head. They blurt it out and then you've just squelched everybody's collaborative energy in the room because the leader just gave away the answer. Or you have the people that watch other people express a ton and they shut down so you can see um just being able to harness your energy and control it is is a feat in itself a big effort
1: yeah and it's yeah the way the mind can hijack the body sometimes and in fact i've got a show later on too that's really talking about mindset and i think you and i are going to have some we're going to talk about that a little bit later too what i wanted to to dive into a bit as you know this this show is called Transformational Energy Leadership. And that first part is about transformation and transforming, whether it's yourself or the organization. And my question for you is for transformation to really happen, why is executive presence a key component?
2: Well, so if you're leading a transformation in your organization, and maybe it's not just one, maybe you've got iterations of transformation that need to happen over a year or two for that to be as smooth as possible we know how hard that is going to be you've got to be really good at creating alignment and to create alignment even before that you've got to be able to get the trust of others and trust is so hard in business I can't tell you how many people tell us that well I don't I don't really trust my team, I don't trust my boss, I don't trust my peers, or even I've got a team member that seems to be pulling away from me. So because trust is so hard uh, to develop, that's why I think a lot of transformation struggle is that component. Well, how do you build trust? It's not just how you act, it's how you react. And those behaviors being... um, being a good listener, being good at conveying confidence about your ideas, but also receptive to change and collaboration and changing your mind, allowing someone else to convince you. So if you are down a path of wanting to create a a transformational change for your organization and you go assert that this is the answer, but you leave yourself in that fixed mindset of this is the way and you don't take in other people's contributions, well, you're not going to have any followership. And transformation, a successful one, requires great followership from the organization. And I don't know another way to do that than with your communication and your presence. And if you're someone that people want to listen to, they're going to hear the idea and they're more likely to get on board. You can't force people to follow you, but you can sure make it more attractive to follow you.
1: I I love that you brought up trust and of course we could go to any bookstore and see book after book about about trust. It's I mean, Lencioni and his five dysfunctions of a team says that trust is the foundation. And I'm reminded of the work, I believe it's by Stephen Covey. He wrote a book called Speed to Trust. And there's a trifecta, if you will. There's pathos, logos, and ethos, and saying that, you know, for us to build trust, the ethos piece is, are you ethical? Do you, do your actions represent what you hold to be true to yourself, your values? That logos part is about logic, and I think that really taps into what you've been talking about, your three S's and structure. That makes a lot of sense. And then the pathos piece talks about empathy and being able to connect with someone at that heart-to-heart level and Try to really understand where they're coming from and and make that connection. And I thought I would throw that out there because that trust piece is just so important.
2: Okay, well, I just love that you said speed to trust. That's one of my favorite phrases. And if you look at style, structure, strategy, you can use each of those components to increase the speed of trust, like you were thinking. So that for style, body language, even what you wear and how you use your voice can increase the speed of trust. And if you're too far off center from what your audience would expect in any of those personal style dimensions, you can be slowing down the speed of trust. So even something as simple as facial hair or uh, piercing, so people who are showing a little bit of rebellion in their aesthetic, that is actually slowing down the speed of trust. It's more provocative and interesting, but it may not be actually accelerating the kind of connection you want to be able to influence others. And it certainly is so bold, but same with your voice. If your voice is off-center in that it's faster than everybody else's or slower than everybody else's or higher pitched than everybody else's, that, that being off-center can actually slow down your speed of trust and understanding. I mean, the whole goal is that you can articulate an idea that people can understand and grab onto. I mean, maybe it's not even that they grab onto it, but just understand it. And if they're distracted by something that is off-center in your body language, your voice, or even your message structure... So in message structure, what it sounds like is someone who gets on into a meeting or on a call, and talks and talks and talks, and you can't find the headline, you can't find the recommendation in what's been said in the last three minutes, and then that can slow down the speed of trust. If I don't understand this person, and then you're less likely to want to work with that person, you're less likely to take calls and meetings with that person because they've already lost a degree of trust with you by their behavior.
1: I, I completely agree and as much as we want to say we don't judge a person instantly we do I just i mean I know I do too and and in, in what you just said it's just so important what's your appearance but that's one part of it everything else you know stephanie I want to move to something else and I know that you're a big proponent of an acronym called groove and I think it's really important for our listening audience to hear this concept that you talk about
2: yeah so the well, groove to us is the frame of mind. So that, um, you mentioned mindset. So it's the confident mindset that we want every speaker to have, and you want to work with people who have this mindset as well. And the four beliefs are: the first one is that you care about your listeners. You care, and notice it's not trust them. It's you care about because we know trust is sometimes too hard. To, that's too far of a leap. And when you care about the people you're talking to, you, that's going to change your voice. It's going to change the gestures you use and also the way you frame an idea. It's also a great mindset if somebody is very fearful or nervous with an audience and fearing judgment. If we can get them into this caring state, that minimizes the nerves. The second belief is that you believe that you are an expert and that you deserve to be in that meeting. So if someone says, oh, I don't think I'm an expert, that's actually the source of my insecurity is that I don't feel knowledgeable, then I say, well, what, what are the other values that you bring to the meeting? Are you a good problem solver? Are you a good facilitator? Are you good with people? Are you going to have that empathy and good emotional intelligence to make sure that everyone feels good in the room? And just because you don't have the subject matter expertise, that doesn't have to be your source of of expertise in the meeting. It could be a different type. And then the third belief is that you believe you're fighting to solve a serious problem. And sometimes I'll have folks tell me, well, I'm just making rich people richer. I'll say, well, that's not good enough. And you can almost always find a mission that is to help the end consumer and focus on that. But you must... And other people will say, well, I'm not sure we're, I don't even agree with the problem that we've identified. Well, that's a problem. That's going to show up in your communication as being less than confident because you don't even believe in the problem you're trying to solve. So it's very important that you identify and reconcile yourself to believing that you're fighting to solve a serious problem. And then the and fourth second. belief... And Stephanie it's that you believe that you can make change today.
1: And Stephanie, if you don't mind, I want to come back to that fourth dimension. We've already come up on a commercial break. And if you'll hold on in, I also have a story for you when I was not in the groove. So let's go ahead and take time for a break. And in the meantime, for the listening audience, feel free to go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. Check out my different offerings. And we will see you back here in two minutes.
3: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
4: If you are looking for your own personal journey of peace and balance while living and thriving in our sophisticated world, tune in to A Voice of Reason with Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Serdell the show is one part spirituality and one part psychology we have so many opportunities for growth in the challenging times we face today on this program we discover the resources and scientific breakthroughs to master the challenges and find success listen every friday at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific time on voice america empowerment
0: should there be more to your life do you need a change Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel.
1: Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button?
3: We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace, the empowered women's guide to life with host Marilyn Mosher. Marilyn and her guests
2: will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice
1: America Empowerment.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership, To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com.
1: Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. I am here with Stephanie Bickle, who is the founder and managing director of Speak by Design. And today's show is all about leading with positive executive presence. Now, Stephanie, I had to cut you off at the end of the first, right in the first section, and you said there are four dimensions to groove, and we were talking about groove before the break. And I had to cut you off before we got to the fourth, so I want to hand it back to you and finish this up with it.
2: Yeah, so that fourth mindset is that you believe You can effect change today, not tomorrow, today. And that mindset is so powerful. It's great also if if you're wanting to focus on driving more change within your own team is that everyone believes today, not tomorrow. Let's do what we can today and not wait to do it tomorrow. But if that's in your head for your communications, it's going to make a heightened sense of urgency appear, and be conveyed, as well as it motivates more people uh, to believe that this is there's great hope and likelihood of things happening, and hopefully change will happen that day. But it's the mindset of believing change is going to happen today that is so riveting to listen to. So if you imagine a person who's been in the same company for 20 years and they're used to seeing change take a ton of time. That mindset is usually the weakest mindset across the four dimensions, is that they don't believe that change is going to happen today. They know how long it takes. And you can hear it in the communication style because it sounds sleepy. And they, there's just not that push of, we can do this, it's happening, get on board. So sometimes that's, that's the mindset that someone needs to strengthen. And you can look across all four of those beliefs and usually identify what is the limiting mindset that is holding the person back from being their best.
1: Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Stephanie, I completely subscribe to these, the four dimensions of GRU. Would you repeat them again so we uh, we get them all clear?
2: Yeah. And so number one, you care about your audience. Number two, you believe that you are an expert. Number three, you believe you're fighting to solve a serious problem. And number four, you believe you can make change happen today.
1: Yes, I believe all those. And I can tell you, I have a quick example. When I was the global learning development lead at my firm, I had to go in you know, quarterly and give some updates and basically ask for cash from the partners of the firm to invest in our our learning dimensions, and this one time I had to go in, and it was a big ask, and I had given some a, a set of data to the analyst, an analyst to go crunch the numbers so that I could present them to the, in this meeting, and I kept asking for the data, asking, I got it, 30 minutes before the meeting so I put the slide in and I just crossed my fingers and you know where this story is probably going to go <laughs> so I I'm in, I'm in there presenting to the partners and of course one of them he's an actuary and I always know when he's in there I've got to have all my backup slides ready to go because he'll ask. So I'm presenting my, my communication, it's about eight slides long, and slide four was the slide with all the data on it. And I'm making my way through it, and then I get on to slide five, get on to slide six, and he raises his hand and says, Matt, go back to slide four. And boy, talk about the chemical dump, <laughs> because I was not confident in the information, and I didn't believe I was the expert. Of that particular set of information, so I'm living proof that yet at all, if your your mindset's not where it needs to be, that your audience will pick up on that. Needless to say, uh, yeah. I had to I had to come back to the meeting again, and so I learned that was a huge learning point for me..
2: Mm-hmm. And then when the mindset triggers the the less than confident behavior it becomes this vicious cycle a vicious cycle, and it's so important to protect your confidence.
1: Absolutely. So important. Well, you know, Stephanie, in this segment, I want to talk a bit about dynamism. And we know, as I've been talking on the show, that dynamism is one of the top five dimensions of exemplary leadership, to be able to incite action. You even alluded to that in the last segment about having those followers come with you. And one of the areas that you talk about is When you start talking, you really need to have a strong start and a strong close. And share with me what you mean about those dimensions. Mm -hmm.
2: So a strong start to me is a crisp opening that orients the audience immediately to what's the purpose, what's the objective of our call or our meeting, why are we here, And immediately gets into the topic. And maybe you use a framework for that. And there's so many different messaging frameworks uh, to learn that every leader should know. But being very clear in your message structure in the beginning. So maybe it's something like purpose payoff preview process. So purpose would be, the purpose of this call is to walk through the agreement. Payoff would be something like, this is really timely because we need to get back to this partner with our sticking points and if we're ready to sign the agreement so we can start moving forward in the work. Preview would be, let's cover today the scope, resources, and timeline sections of the agreement. Is there anything else we should add to the agenda? And then process would be, Acknowledging how much time you have for the call. So maybe you say, we, we budgeted 30 minutes for the call. We may need more. We may be able to give you time back. Does anyone have a problem with 30 minutes for the call? Or can people extend? And the process also might maybe you have special instructions on technology that you want to put out there, too. Maybe they need to open up a spreadsheet. But having a framework like that to orient people quickly on what's being covered and get into it makes for a much more productive call and in the closing too, being able to close with here's the takeaway from the call, our immediate next steps thank you so much for your contributions today and that, that, those are strong starts and closes that are professional and purposeful I also encourage people to be human at the same mm. time you can still have your relationship moments in the beginning while you're waiting for people to join or before you get started but if you do too much of that people will start to say this I'm not this isn't a great use of my time this isn't and if it's not a great use of their time they don't prioritize the work or the idea the way you want them to. And if you want, if your focus is on alignment and transformation, you want to maximize your time as best you can with a strong start and close.
1: And so what you're saying is it's our responsibility as the leader to, you have to create, you have to have that hook in the beginning, that attention getter we often hear in, you know, speech classes, writing classes, but there needs to be something compelling so everyone goes, wait a second here, there's something that I need to pay attention to. And then what I hear you saying is that purpose, payoff, preview, and process really shows that you've got a roadmap in place. You're very structured. It goes back to that logical part we talked about earlier when having trust, for example. And then what are they, what are they supposed to do with this information after it's, after they've given it? So it's really our responsibility as a leader
2: Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking of this mostly for the leader who's trying to create transformations within. But let's say you're trying to create a transformation for your client. You're in client service. Then even in the way you pitch your services, that you have a strong start and a, tr- a strong close in those. And those can be even more provocative where right. you you make – maybe you use rhetorical questions and stories and analogies and you go more creative. Uh, with those strong starts and closes. But the beginning, of that when we talk about how important first impressions are, the beginning to your meeting, your presentation, your your call, that that's a really memorable moment. People pre- remember the beginnings and the ends much more than they remember the middle. And I feel like most people don't spend enough time on their closing. They hope that somebody will just come in and wrap it up. And so closings need to be emphasized more in general, it feels like to me.
1: Really have to have some power there. So we've got just a couple of minutes left, and I want to, before we go to break, I want us to talk about, because the name of my show is Transformational Energy Leadership, how does energy fit into all of this from your perspective?
2: I love the word energy. I love the word energy because it's, vague enough that it, it allows for a ton of variety. Uh, and when I say vague, I just mean that maybe your energy is really adventurous or or nurturing or commanding. And it doesn't have to be, there's not one right way to convey your energy. And it's. I also like that it's, it comes from your authentic source of who you are and, and what your strengths are. I think energy is so important. If you don't have energy or personal intensity in general, people are not going to believe there's confidence in the idea. And energy is also very, there's there's attractive energy, and that's why when you say positive presence, that's attractive. So it pulls people toward you. And you don't want to be pushing your ideas at people. I mean, sometimes you have to, but you... in. The easier way is to pull people to get, put the idea out there and make it so attractive with your energy that people want it. They they are hungering for it and running after it.
1: Yes, and I I would say that you know sometimes individuals may confuse energy with expression or expressiveness, if you will. And I would counter that by saying I can watch two different leaders where. One is really expressive and one may not be as expressive. There may be a little more low key, but at the end, they're both equally as, as effective. They have impact because I can still feel their energy. And I, I guess what I'm thinking here in terms of energy, too, is, is passion and that internal fire and drive that they have for whatever it is that they're speaking about. Have you had that experience as well?
2: Yeah, I like how it can be so different on people. You, I, for some reason, I went to Star Wars in my mind, and I was thinking of the energy of Yoda and Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and how it's so different, but it's so captivating because they do have burning platforms <laughs> and missions. <laughs> right. uh, so the, but it's it's different on the, each person. And delightful, as long as the person is allowing themselves to come through, that they have a strong enough sense of self that they trust their energy and they don't hold it back. Uh, it's it's hard to watch people that are just holding back in life in almost every dimension. They're holding back with their teams, they're holding back with their leaders, and they're holding back from trying new things at work. And then that that is not captivating, that is not going to lead to transformation or or lead transformations within businesses if people are holding back because they're risk-averse
1: to Yeah, such a holding fault. back. It's such a, and that's another topic. Here we are, we're at break, and I'm looking forward to connecting back with you. And for the listening audience, feel free to go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. We'll see you on the other side in two minutes.
4: It's time to live the life of inner peace that you deserve. Tune in every week for Sacred Exploration with host Lisa Tremont Oda. You can discover the you that has been kept hidden all this time. Show off your personal gifts to the world. Lisa and her guests will combine health and spirituality to bring you the experience that you've been waiting for. You'll enjoy this journey every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's sure to be a nourishing experience.
1: Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment.
3: How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working On Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: And we're back Today's show is about leading with positive executive presence. And with us today is Stephanie Bickle, founder and managing director of Speak by Design. And Stephanie, we were having a really terrific conversation last segment about so many things about how we start a conversation to having purpose. And we got into that energy piece. And it struck me that because we're talking about transformation, we're talking about energy. And of course, this leadership piece, we can't have this conversation and not address vision. And so I want to ask you, expressing vision for others to see where the organization is going is really, really powerful. And what are your recommendations about how to express vision with conviction?
2: Well, so if we go back to those, the style structure strategy. Uh, you Stylistically, to, con- to convey conviction, you're going to need to use strong vocal dimensions, uh, low pitches, lots of volume. A steady pace, not too fast, not too slow, and then lots of strong gestures, authoritative gestures, karate chops, <laughs> and open palms, and an expansive grand gesture. So that's for conviction. But for vision, so vision is such a um, a hot topic with a lot of our folks because they, they believe that articulating a vision is, is the key to transformations and to leading them. So the... The best way uh, to do that is to articulate an objective and make it as strategic as possible. So a strategic example would be, uh, we want to grow this market by 30% over the next three years. So that's an objective statement. As you know, we all are seeking to grow the business by 30% over the next two years if you put that out there, it aligns the entire group around that objective first and then you can talk about where you are currently and what the next three items are that people need to be focused on in achieving that objective. So it's a great way to orient people up front. What you most often hear, though, is that if someone does articulate an objective, they jump immediately to how we're going to do that instead of why we're going to do that. And the difference in that how versus why is the difference between a leader and a manager. And it doesn't mean that leaders can't describe how, but you will sound much more strategic if you're explaining why this objective is so critical, why we need to do this. If you're going to how, it's you're now managing an effort, and that sounds more like a manager. Now, a leader needs to be flexible and be able to do both. But if you're trying to articulate vision, Start with that why first and then get to the how. Another another thing on the vision part, though, is also that aligning, if you have any resistance to a vision, you want to surface that in a room early on. Uh, and to, if you're asserting too much your your vision, your objective, and not leaving room for collaboration, you could actually be creating your resistance to a transformation. So communication flexibility in articulating a vision is important too. You want to be receptive to new information.
1: Absolutely. My takeaway from what you just said there is it's imperative if you want to lead and be viewed as a leader and having that executive presence is articulate the why straight up from the beginning. And then, mm-hmm. and then what you said, flex your, your communication style. And I would imagine that that's easier for some and than it is for others. But through practice, that probably, I would assume, gets better over time. And
2: what, yes, and Matt, so create, when you can articulate vision also, you create more meaning for your employees, your teams, your partners. Uh, and everyone is seeking meaningful work. They want to have meaning in the work that they do. And if they understand why something is being done, they can then articulate that to other people and then they start becoming your sponsors and champions for change across the organization. So that's why when you're such a masterful communicator in articulating a vision, you're really just able to create champions who can Mm -hmm. parrot what you have said to them.
1: Yes, I I completely believe that. I like the word ambassador as well. You know, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, we've talked so much about, as a leader, speaking, if you will, articulating and all that. There's another side of the coin here, and I would even argue that active listening is just as important in demonstrating executive presence. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yes, so I feel like listening is almost... Listening skills could be a lifelong learning for everybody, and it's most commonly the gap or the blind spot we see in the most senior leaders. And it's because they've got so much on their plate, they are overloaded mentally, and it's almost as though there's not room to take in more information. And they get these fixed mindsets, and they are not hearing all of the ideas. So the listening part As much as you can, if you think this is your issue, get rid of saying got it to people and work on your patience and get in the habit of taking in the information, replaying it back to the person, and then asking some probing questions. Try to really understand the idea before you react and withhold your knee-jerk reactions as best you can
1: got it just kidding got it <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's absolutely so true isn't it you know you've you've mentioned the word since we've been talking today and we're hearing it everywhere and that's this whole concept of authenticity and from your lens of executive presence positive executive presence how do you know when someone is not authentic
2: Oh, you know so fast. Don't you think, Matt? I feel like you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, you can tell. So for me, it's when something is not in sync. So if the person is smiling while they're giving me bad news, something is up. If they're smiling and saying something negative. If they are being, like, let's say they, the person has a really loud voice But then they show all kinds of insecurity in the eyes, and their eyes are scattering all over the place. If they have a nervous laugh, uh, so the the nervous, uncomfortable laugh is a great sign that somebody does not feel completely comfortable to be themselves. Uh, So those, and when we see them, when we when we sense that someone is not being authentic, it makes us wonder if there's a hidden agenda and we hold back our trust and it slows the speed
1: of trust down. Absolutely. Yes, and you know, as I'm thinking about clients I've worked with or not even clients, leaders that I have followed if you will, not not necessarily because I chose them, but they were the leader of the organization I was working for that there are some individuals who have just have a smirk on their face or that you know, and I don't know that I don't necessarily think they're or being disingenuous or not being authentic, but in those cases, what do you do? What do you do to coach or help someone who's coming across and their affect, their expressions are just not aligning with what they're saying?
2: Yes, well, the best you can do is catch them on video. We video record exercises in, in every session we have with people. For that reason, we're trying to catch the behaviors that are potentially hurting trust with their listeners and their team members. And the smirk, I love the example of the smirk. So we had a CEO who, he's just fantastic in every way, but he had a, a smirk that made you not like him. It made you almost think he was Um, sneaky or devious. And then, finally, I showed it it to him on video and said, you have such an interesting smile. (laughs) And he said, oh, I've been told to smile more. And then I said, (laughs) oh, okay. So he was faking that smile, and he thought it was helping his likability when it was actually hurting it so much. And he said, I don't think it looks good. And I said, I don't think it, it, because it, it It's going up on one side and down on the other. It actually makes me wonder what's really going on. It makes you intriguing but not uh, trustworthy. Oh, he lost it in in a minute. He stopped doing it immediately. So a lot of times it's just the awareness. And video is such a great tool for that.
1: Yeah, it really is. And there's nothing like it. (laughs) I know from the years of, of doing work with clients too and I'll ask myself, in fact for all the, all the listeners and leaders out there, that one of the best ways we can educate ourselves about ourselves is to have that non-judgmental camera record you because you don't have to judge. You can see for yourself what you're doing and it's those behaviors. In fact the behaviors we were talking about earlier about having executive presence You know that we were talking about and I it's almost when I was hearing you talk about, well, well, what's going on with the smile? He was told to smile, so then he had this crooked smile. In many ways, it's, it's like when we tell someone who doesn't gesticulate or gesture when they're speaking that, well, you need to gesture more. Well, if they don't know how to gesture and it's not natural, they're going to hold up three fingers when they're saying there are two concepts or, you know, there's just mm-hmm. a disconnect there. You know, there's a disconnect
2: and we do feel uncomfortable when you're in front of someone who is coming across as robotic in their movements or robotic in their speech. And maybe they're well-prepared, but it doesn't seem natural. And, it, and what's so delightful about people who are natural is they're letting themselves be free. And it's so delightful to see people who are fully expressed and comfortable letting down their guard You know, not too far, not to the part where they're oversharing or or being unprofessional, but just allowing themselves to be.
1: Yeah, just to be, just to be. Well, Stephanie, we are, believe it or not, already up on a break now. And so what we'll do is we'll come back at the end and really highlight those key takeaways for all of us to be thinking about our executive presence after this. So for everyone listening, hang in there. We're going to take a break. And we will see you on the other side in two minutes.
3: Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
4: life radio with victoriously speaking helps you to see life's issues in a new light offering insight solutions and resources in order to gain knowledge about a variety of life's issues The stories will stir up some questions, tears, and or laughter, but hopefully it will change the way you look at your own life, situations, and the lives of others. Tune in to Life Radio in order to live independently for excellence on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready to tackle the rules of business? You may think you're doing everything by the book, following your own best practice beliefs, bringing in endless consultants, only to find that your business is not moving forward. That's where you need to stop and figure out where things are going wrong. Enter Business Rules with host Peter Feinstein. Peter and his guests will break it all down for you to help you and your business succeed. Listen Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America
3: Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls.
1: Success
2: starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
0: You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com.
1: Now, back to this week's show. And here we are in the final segment of today's show. And with me is Stephanie Bickle, and we're talking about leading with positive executive presence. And Stephanie, we have covered a lot of stuff since the hour started. And I always try to bring everything back together at the end of the show to to harness what are those key insights or what's the lesson that we should take away from our conversation today. And so you and I, we kicked off the show talking about positive presence at a macro level in terms of communicating. And some of the things we talked about were, you know, how communication makes transformation happen. We talked about groove and we talked about content structure. As you, Stephanie, step away and think about what we've talked about, what do you want the listening audience to think about and hopefully they can instantly implement after this broadcast?
2: Oh, well, what I want them to take away is that um, there's so much you can do to work on yourself and to work on others, but the area that's most personal and something that you need to be thinking of all the time is protecting your confidence without Sacrificing, being direct with yourself at the same time. If there are things that you need to be working on and improvement, take that advice, but then go go work on building up your confidence again. And so those four beliefs allow reminding yourself to care about people because things are going to happen and people are going to disappoint you. But get back on your horse and and allow yourself to be open hearted again. I mean, you don't have to trust everybody. But if you are holding back compassion, you're going to have all kinds of other problems. And then believing in your expertise while developing expertise. And if your horizons have just gotten expanded and you've been thrust into a new role where you don't have a lot of subject matter expertise, start reframing that for yourself of why you are so important and invaluable in those meetings so that you can feel like an expert in other dimensions in the room. And then reminding yourself about that mission. What is your mission? How are you making the world a better place? We tell our children that. We're always wanting people to find great meaning in work. It doesn't matter how high you are in the organization. There's a fight, uh, and you've got to put some energy and passion to it, as well as believing that change can happen today and, and going after it. So I think that mindset piece is the foundation that starts to breed all kinds of great confident behaviors that will come out of you when you're expressing your ideas and reacting to other people's
1: yeah, and when i i i agree i appreciate all of what you just said mindset's big protecting yourself and i am going to now as i walk away from this say to myself something's off here am i in the groove and what is it and to ask myself those four questions am i caring am i demonstrating expertise am i really fi- fighting for a, a mission or and do i really believe i can make a difference and i think those are some really valuable questions that we can all always keep asking ourselves when we're engaged with some someone or something i i like those now in the second segment we looked at things and it different level, maybe a little bit deeper. We looked at strong starts and closes in terms of we as leaders have to create this environment around us and using those tactical approaches. We talked about expressing a vision and how energy fits into all of this. And as as we think about this, what do you what do you want us to take away from that conversation?
2: Oh, I would like people not to be lazy in their preparation for their communication. So even if it's something like a routine call, that you come in with a prepared point of view, even if you're not leading that call. If you're leading the call, that you've got a strong start and close. Uh, But there's, there's so much you can do to create an organized experience for people in a meeting, an organized experience in a presentation. And that's your duty. We're all called to. To make things simpler for our audiences and then they're more compelling. And you're on your way to being a consistently compelling force for your organization.
1: I, I completely agree with that vision and getting to the why of everything. That's that's what gets people really excited. You know, in our very last segment we were talking about, and I'm going to I'm going to do this to you, Stephanie. I'm going to say we talked about listening and authenticity. Go.
2: <laughs> I'm listening and authenticity um, well for listening you've got to replay to people what you heard otherwise you're not demonstrating that you're listening in authenticity let yourself be yourself uh, know when to hold your emotions back when you're under pressure so you have grace under fire but at the same time when you have a point of view that needs to be heard and deserves attention that you let it rip
1: Let it rip. Well, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Let it rip and get rid of the phrase, got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like you said, it's making yourself, I talked about this a lot, and that's transparency. And as leaders, to welcome yourself up to other points of view. But I think there's also another part to that, to say, hey, I don't know everything about this. Help me learn more. And so I, I think it's it's very much those two things. And for me, and, and when we think about authenticity, I really believe that's what fuels transformation because followers, they can see it, they can feel it. And when they do, they can embrace it and take, like you said earlier, they can be your sponsors, your, I think I said the word ambassadors. They'll take whatever uh-huh. it is to, to push forward. Yeah, which feeds into the groove. So everything here is really, it's all connected.
2: All connected,
1: yeah, so as we start to bring the show to a close, what's one final thing that you would say to a leader who's who, who needs who's thinking about executive presence what's that one thing that they should take away?
2: Well that they are invited, you know sometimes people feel like they're they are waiting for someone to tell them to take a risk or take a leap, but we're all invited. We're all invited to step forward and be our biggest, boldest selves and stop holding ourselves back because of limiting thoughts.
1: We're all invited. Well, Stephanie, I I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the wisdom, the insights, the practical tips you shared regarding this huge, important umbrella called positive executive presence, executive presence. And each time I meet with you, I'm also reminded of all those little things that polish a leader to that next level of transformative excellence. So I just really appreciate what you've brought today. Now for everyone listening, next week, be sure to tune in for an enlightening discussion with my guest. His name is Mark Dancer, and he will be speaking with us on the topic of innovation, innovating new business channels, and what exactly is required of leadership in times of constant change and evolution. So that's next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to log on to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can connect with me. You can email me at mmolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Go to Facebook. Go to LinkedIn. I'm on Voice America under the Empowerment Channel. And until next time, harness your positive energy and lead with transformation. Talk with you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.